Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to Life Her Podcast. This is a previously recorded conversation between me and my girl Shannon Mack. This interview was amazing. It was very touching. It was uplifting. You can't help but to feel everything that she's saying. The fact that she was homeless at a point of time for so many days and how people took from her, how no one was there for her and she only had a little bit of money in her pocket. It was just amazing and it makes you even want to get closer to God to continue to believe in him and know that he will get you through your storm. And she also is a creator and host of Pettis and Mimosas. Make sure you guys check it out. She has a dope dope lineup she interviewed some amazing people so check her out um, welcome thank so you for having me i'm so happy to have you on here like all the dope stuff you're doing like it's amazing i watched a few of your interviews way before we even meeting you <laughs> and really yeah, you, you something else. <laughs> oh my god, that's so tight. Oh my god. I, I just like how open you are. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no like ain't no mystery in any of your conversations. You just get straight to the point. You don't care. <laughs> and that's just what it is. It's just what it is. For yeah. sure. And, that, and that's dope. So could you tell me a little bit about your childhood, your upbringing and everything? You know, I was talking to my mother about this the other day. She, she may like it, she may not like it, but she actually prepared me for like career in radio because I'll never forget, my mother never allowed me to watch TV during the week. She says, no TV, Monday through Friday, the TV can go on at, I think, 8 p.m. on a Friday, but it was after my homework was done. And the TV had to go off on Sundays at, I think, like 7 o'clock. So, and even to this day as an adult, like, I, I don't watch TV because of that. And speaking of the devil, my mother just sends me a text. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Wow. My mother used to do the same thing, and my mom used to shut down the kitchen at 9. <laughs> now that, they should have shut down for me, but they did not. <laughs> Because maybe I would be, you know, a little bit, you know, farther off in the the, the health department. We ain't even gonna go there. But nah. <laughs> but nah. Um, yeah, my mother was really strict. She was really strict when it came to like schoolwork and you know, and good grades and stuff like that. Like if I would bring a 90 home, she would be like, Where's the other 10 points? Don't play with me. You know? <laughs> like, my mother was that parent. So being that I couldn't watch TV, I was heavy into music and radio heavy so that that she kind of like prepared me for this like i used to record my voice on like a radio like hit play and record on the cassette right. and record my voice either if it was singing or if it was just like you know talking or whatever like i found it's so funny because maybe like two weeks ago like i've been in new york for a, for like almost a year now because of this whole corona thing because mm-hmm. i'm really based in l.a and my mother was going through like some old stuff that she had found from my childhood. And she found a uh, a journal from my um from the fourth grade. 
this was literally three weeks ago. And I'm looking through the fold, through, through the journal and I'm reading old journal entries for me as a as like a fourth grade. And one of them said, I would rather be at home playing my Nintendo or listening to my radio. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy how everything comes full circle. Right. And you not even, I mean, you knew, but it's like, dang, you took it all the way, like full force though. Yes. So that's real dope. So what what was the what inspired you to even just start doing radio? You know, I went to Villanova and Villanova is a predominantly white college. They co- used to call it Vanilla Nova. Yeah, I wonder if the minority population still calls it Vanilla Nova. But yeah, it was like super white, you know, and me coming from the Bronx, like it was a real culture shock, you know. So like I was going to school to become a psychologist, you know, and it there was no radio on my mind. There was no like entertainment industry in my mind or anything like that. But I was going for psychology and I wasn't doing too good. I was getting like C's and D's in psychology, some B's here and there, but I just didn't like it. I liked the concept, but I didn't like that this was something that I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Wow. You know, And then on top of not doing well in my major, I was adjusting well to the college life. So I was like, whoa, I got to go home. So I went home a lot. Like if it wasn't every weekend, I was on that R5 to the R7 to the New Jersey Transit to the 2 train, right? Getting off the 241st, walking my little behind up the block home every Friday or every other Friday. Yeah, it was hard. So my mom was like, look, you can't keep doing it, sister. Like, you got to find a way to, you know, enjoy your college experience and, like, get into it. So I decided that I was going to try the radio station and the TV station. So, yeah, I had a I had a Sunday night. So this was around, like, sophomore year of college. I had a Sunday night uh, radio show that aired to WXVU, and it was all over the Internet. And all of my, like, uh, my other college friends that went away to other colleges around the, you know, U.S., they oh, were wow. In every Sunday night, and and then from the radio show that I had at on WXVU, it kind of um it it pushed me to to explore the WVTV, the TV station. Okay. So I had, it's it's so crazy how everything comes full circle because um, my show on WVTV at the time it was called it's it's all about hip hop, okay. and <laughs> that was the name of the show, and I would intro and outro. Uh, music videos. It was like a, a a top five or ten countdown, and then I would interview celebrities in between. Okay, that is dope. Like, yeah. did, you, did you find people giving you a hard time when you first started radio? So after I did the whole college radio and college TV, literally four days after I got, and I'm I'm about to see open book. I'm about to tell you some things. <laughs> And I'm not even going to like, I'm not even going to hold anything back. But yeah, after I got, um, that I graduated from Villanova, I got on the radio, Kiss 101.7. I did afternoons for about two years there. And it's crazy. Like, I didn't expect, hindsight being 2020, I guess it makes sense. But at the time, I didn't expect for my fellow coworkers to be the ones giving me a hard time. And they did. They did. I was the youngest one. I was the only black one. That was another thing on a hip hop radio station. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a difficult time. Definitely. 
Man, was it mostly men or men and women? It was a mix, but in, actually it was probably 75% men, 25% women. Yeah, mostly men. Yeah. Yeah, not, not that you got me thinking about it. Yeah, it was mostly men. Yeah, like I, I noticed like a lot of women have a hard time in the entertainment world. Yeah. Like give us a hard time. And it's like, if we not bashing each other, fighting each other, talking negative and down to each other, it, we're not going to make it. You know right. what I mean? But it's like it's either you gonna you gonna stay your authentic self or you gonna fall into the trap. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's the reason why I was always wanting to do my own thing. After that whole radio thing, and I end up getting fired. I end up getting fired for that very reason. Me and the afternoon job, we kind of got into a little something something because I wasn't. I'm not the type. And shout out to the Bronx, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the type to back down when i mean i'm older now so it's different you know you handle things differently but at the time no i ain't backing down you're not gonna disrespect me you right. know <laughs> so you're not gonna walk all over me you know so i ended up getting let go for that reason because i just wasn't gonna allow anybody to just you know yeah, say what they wanna say. yeah and you know what's so crazy you did that in the beginning i had a hard time doing that in the beginning Mm. And I end up doing it later after just getting thrown all over the dang old place. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's why I always wanted to create my own. Can't nobody tell you what to do when you have your own. No, they can't. And you right. can just talk and say whatever you want, mess up when you want. Y'all right. just catch up. <laughs> exactly. The world will adjust, right? <laughs> yep. So what was the most toughest time in your life? You know, oh God, I was going to say that when I got fired because it was my dream job. It was my first job. It was right out of college. I actually, you know, got a job working in the industry that I went to school for because I ended up changing from psychology to communications and decided like, I'm going to be a radio personality. And four days after graduation, I got the job. So when I got fired later on, it was devastating, but you know, that's probably not the worst thing. I think the toughest, the toughest, the toughest, the toughest. I think, you know what? The toughest thing is probably not understanding that you shouldn't mix friendship and business. Yes. That That's very difficult. That's been the toughest thing for me as as an entrepreneur, as a boss, as somebody that runs my own thing. Like I've lost a lot of friends, Man. you know, yeah, because of, because of this. And it's like the minute you defend what you've worked really hard for, what you've built, mm -hmm. then, you know, you're a bitch. You're, you don't know how to talk to nobody. You're this, you're that. And, but you have to understand that there's a difference between friend and boss, you know, like I've built up my business from nothing, Right. You know, so it's like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna choose you. <laughs> choose right. my business, you know. Like you, you gotta, you gotta keep going. It, it's right. painful, though. It's painful. painful. It is. It totally I'm is painful, especially when you got years invested in everything, and then you right. like, what, what? Right. And, and like, did you find yourself having a hard time, even like? trusting people or even bringing people in to a point you be like, no, I got it. 
Girl, I still do. <laughs> I still do. But you know, that's where God comes in. And that's why I just let let go and let God. And I'm like, God is not going to bring me this far to bring me people that aren't going to help elevate me to the next level, elevate my business, elevate themselves. It's not just about me, you know? So like, I really, when it comes to that, when I have a hard time, when I find myself having a hard time trusting people, like I said, I got to give it to God. And then I say, if they're not for me, they'll eventually hang themselves, yeah. you know? And when God, I when I tell you, I'm a true testament to this, when God removes someone or something from your life, you best believe that something 10,000 times better is on the way. That's, that's really true. And like, I, I even go by that as far as like, you know, when we go through a storm, yeah, you know, it's like, man, it's like the most painful, longest, but shortest experience. Yeah. Yeah. Have. But it's like, once it's over and you get through that, you'll be like, man, this blessing will happen. Right. <laughs> right. And it's exactly. so like, it's like it's to a point where when after you go through so much, you start to love the storms because you already know what's coming. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> be yes, like, ma like you'll be like, dang God, that's this what you about to do. So right. make you like get excited, like what's about to come. <laughs> right, right, right. No facts for real, for real. I always say that. Like I had that was probably a, a big lesson for me when because I have gone through it, child. I'm going through it now. <laughs> I mean, not as bad. You know, you learn and you learn how to adjust and you learn how to be flexible or whatever. But like, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that when God removes something, oh, you better be prepared for the most amazing thing that's on the way. So don't worry. Don't trip. It'll be all right. Oh, yeah, it definitely will. Yeah. Especially like, um, do you find yourself now starting to be surrounded by good people? And it, it creates you to even cherish it even more. Yes, absolutely. Yep. When you get better, your surroundings, your people, everything, everything will get better. Even your personal life. Men will get better. Money situation will improve. Like every single thing. When you get better, life, people around you, all that get better for sure. Yes. Have you ever found yourself getting to the point like falling into depression and not loving yourself and you had to regain who you are. Yes. And that actually goes hand in hand to what you asked me before. Like you got to really be careful with who's, who you're around. And I mean that from the bottom to the top, like friends, family, you know, like everybody, you know? So I, I mean, thank God I've, I've, I've done the work on myself to not have to fall too deep into right. like a depression, but yeah, I definitely have those moments, but that's the time. Those are the times where I got to take a break and I got to stop and I got to regroup. And I, and I've also reminded myself that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to stop and it's okay to regroup. Cause right. I used to be one of them people that nothing could stop me. Even if I'm depressed, then you ain't going to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like working makes you kind of like forget about it. But then you find yourself, your body becoming drained and weird. Yeah. And you just like, man, I can't do it no more right yeah. now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I actually felt, I, I almost started to feel that way maybe like a month ago, like this whole Corona thing, because I'm like, I'm over it. Like, I'm ready to get back to work. I'm ready to get back to what, 
I guess, and I guess this is not going to go back to normal. We're going to have a new normal, but change is always difficult when you resist it, you know, and that's what I was doing. I find myself trying to go back to, you know, the old way and you got to create a new way. And that was, that's how I was starting to feel myself slip a little bit. So yeah, I have those moments for sure. But oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Hmm? How much, how much has it affected you as far as during the COVID and everything? And you was living in Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm based in Cali, but thankfully, like I have the opportunity and to go back and forth between New York and L.A., period, COVID or not, you know. So I just use this opportunity to stay, you know, closer to family and to just stay over here for a little bit and see what's up. But the first part of um of this, I thought that I was going to be like, all right, I've been working hard for years. This is an opportunity for me to take a break. This is what I thought. No, (laughs) ma'am. Here comes quarantini and mimosas. You know, (laughs) the quarantine edition of Petty Mimosas. So I ended up doing, I counted like 56 interviews that I did. Man. Yeah, so I ended up. (laughs) I thought I was going to, I'm taking a break now. I've actually been kind of on a little mini hiatus for the past like month okay so, but i'm working on some things that's why so it's, okay. it's a break but it's not a real break you know <laughs> so, but covid yeah. not for nothing i always have to remind myself look there's always a silver lining always look on the bright side of this so while i'm not able to shoot i'm not able to do what i really want to do let me focus on how this is working for me because a lot has worked for me right you know so right. So what 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 driven you and inspired you to start Petty's and Mimosas? So Petty's Petty's and Mimosas is my pride and joy. Love, love, love it because I created it, produced it, funded it. Well, not now. I got sponsors now. Praise <laughs> the Lord. But like I started Petty's and Mimosas out of with a hundred dollars in my pocket, driving Uber, angry. <laughs> Let me tell what? you. Yes, I was angry, not to mention, no, that wasn't until the next year. I was homeless for 43 days, but that's a whole nother story. But what, what, let me, let me stick to the question. You asked what inspired me to do phase of mimosas. I, um, I had a show on Hip Hop DX. Okay. And I'm, I'm not sure if you know, or if anybody knows Hip Hop DX, but they're a huge um, online, like kind of undergroundish hip hop platform and they've been around for like two decades you know so and they have a really really like kind of like a cult following you know so they i had a show on there in 2018 for uh about 10 months and the producer of that show he told me he was like yo you got a really really good personality you should do like a girl chat type of a show where you know you're getting pedicures and you're drinking mimosas and you're interviewing celebrities he's like you know like petties and mimosas i was like Yo, that's a mad good idea. So he gave me, he just suggested it in, in conversation in passing in February of 2018. And when I tell you the first episode came out July 1st, that's my birthday, 2018. Literally March, April, May, June, July, five months later. So yeah, I wasn't playing. Like I'm on it. <laughs> you know what they say when you get hit with inspired thought, inspired idea, you shouldn't sit on it. You have to act on yeah. it quickly. Yeah. 
Because I'm pretty sure exactly what I did with the podcast. I like started getting on it and I had it together in a month. Right. right. <laughs> makes you just not play. Good so for what you, yes. you Uber driving. What? What made you start Uber driving? Girl. Oh, <laughs> that was like a painful period of my life to tell you. So <laughs> Well, no, I'm grateful. I, if I had to turn back the hands of time, I wouldn't change a thing because Uber is the reason why I'm sitting in front of you. So let me not even let me not even say that it was it was painful at the time. It was because I didn't want to do it, you know, and it was like having to do with like rude people having to do with stinky people having to just deal with, you know, risking your life. You're literally risking your life every mm -hmm. single day yeah, that's on true. the road. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't so, even know sitting behind you. You don't. Girl, I had to drive with a bat in my car, which I pulled out three times over the course of me being an Uber driver for four years. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So what made me do Uber was I was working on a great nine to five at the time. I hated that job too, but I was making great money. And, um, but I hated it. I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. This is not entertainment. This is not what I came to LA for. Yeah, this money is great, but this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I needed the flexibility to come and go as I please, do what I want, make my own, you know, rules, you know, create my own schedule. So I was like, all right, I'll be, I did Lyft first. It was Lyft. Okay. It was Lyft, Lyft for two years and then Uber for two years. But it, it girl, I met some great people. I, I actually picked up a few celebrities. It was a great experience for me. It taught me that I can get through anything because it wasn't it wasn't an ideal thing. I did, you know what they say, you, you, you do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, so it was just something that I knew I had to do in order for me to be sitting in front of you right now. And it, it brought many blessings. Many, many. It sure did. Many blessings. Just yeah. gotta embrace it. Right, right. So, are you are you still doing Miss Mac show? So the Miss Mac show, no, that's also. So I decided to like for real focus on these and mimosas and nothing else. The okay. Petties and Mimosas brand and nothing else. Yeah, that's so I, I should even say nothing else for real, huh? That's your baby for real, then. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because one thing that I have learned throughout like my entire career is that because when I first started off, like I just had all these different hustles. I had my feet and my hands in so many different things. But what people don't realize is that that's working hard and not smart. So when you really like figure out what it is that you want to do, you're good at it. You really have to focus wholeheartedly on that. You got to drop them other hustles because at the end of the day, all those other hustles are only doing is making you a couple coins. It's not yeah. making you real money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the minute any no nothing coming in for exactly right, right because we're so we're so like I feel I feel like we're so conditioned to believe that we need plan B, C, D, E, F, G, because plan A is more than likely going to fail or it's going to, it's not going to do what you needed to do instead of wholeheartedly believing in A and only A. Yeah. You know, until I changed my mentality about what I was doing and what I really wanted to do, 
that's why nothing was popping, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was it was popping on a small level, but it wasn't popping like I was popping now, you know? Okay. So, and I, and I still feel like I'm only like, I'm at a little medium level, you know what I mean? So, like, once I really decided that I wanted to do, to do petties and mimosas, I put everything else on hold. So the Miss Mac show, I mean, Smack Urban Radio still plays music. The music has never, you know, stopped or whatever. But the show itself, now I'm focused on petties. And I'm actually dropping a um, my lip line coming up at Pretty Smack. Yes, coming up. Um, it was supposed to be out by now, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not God. I, I have my hand is up. <laughs> so I'm popping some of that. Yes, and this, it's actually what I'm wearing on my lips now. Oh man, I love that color too. It's not it's got the natural color to it. Yes, it doesn't dry your lips out. It doesn't it lasts long, it doesn't doesn't come off on anything. Like it's great. Great, great, great. That's dope. Well, tell me what you think about since you told me all your experiences, even doing Lyft and Uber. What do you think about the saying when everybody say quit your nine to five and start a business? You should. You definitely should. But okay. don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be stupid. That's the problem. People do it stupidly. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had a nine to five since 2015. Unless you want to, if you want to count Uber, then okay. But I didn't count Uber as a nine to five. I didn't, I was my own boss. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't have to drive. I drove because I wanted to. And nobody, if I didn't drive, I wasn't fired. Like I was, you know what I mean? So you do, you, you do at some point have to take the leap. Right. But here's what I say to do. I couldn't for real, for real. And even 2015. So, all right, let me back up a little bit. So when I was at the job that I was at before, I was working at Hertz and I was a, a rent-a-car agent. But pe what people don't know, most people don't realize that rent-a-car people, we are some hustlers. Like we, I was one of the top salespeople at LAX Hertz. What? Like I wasn't playing no games at all. So I worked at Hertz for four years, yeah, almost four years, three, three three years. And when I was working there, I built up this lifestyle. Mind you, at the time I was single, no kids. I had a dog. Like, so I had a fly apartment, two bedroom, two bathroom. I was driving. Yeah, I was driving an Audi A5. Like, I was like, I was good. Right? No, you know? <laughs> so when I say to you, I'm telling that part of it because I just said, don't do it stupidly. So when I quit my nine to five, I did it stupidly in a sense where, so I built up this lifestyle, right? Uh -huh. Not taking into consideration that, yo, you ain't going to make this, this, you're not going to make this money driving Uber. But I didn't realize that. So here it is. Um, Cause I made almost six figures, just about six figures at Hertz. Man, it was like 99. Was, I made bread. You hustling for yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. Like for yeah. real, for real. <laughs> I mean, no, I really, really was. Like I made bread. So when I started driving Lyft, my income in half, more than in half, it was bad. So I did that. At first, it wasn't it wasn't as bad until like towards the end. So I said to myself, I was like, yo, if I so... All right, so that was 2015, 16. It didn't get bad until about 
17, 18 ish, 2017, 2018. So I said to myself, I was like, yo, something got to give. There's no way that I'm going to be able to really pursue my dreams if I'm going to be out here driving Uber just to pay my bills because I was hustling that hard and I had all these, you know, like thinking, living like it was the regular nine to five, right. had all this stuff. And I was like, yo, something got to give because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. So 2018 rolls around now and I was able to do, I guess you want to call it the pilot season of Petties and Mimosas. So okay. I was still driving Uber. I was still driving Uber. So when I put out the, the first episode I put out was Sunday Carter. I was driving Uber. Second episode was um, Shanice. I was driving Uber. Third episode was India Love. I was driving Uber. Man. Fourth episode was Monique Slaughter from Love & Hip Hop. I was driving Uber. Fifth episode was Bridget Kelly from Love & Hip Hop. I was driving Uber. <laughs> Listen, it, it's then, inspiring though. Yo. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you ain't quit. That's basically your nine to five. You ain't quit your nine to five. Girl, girl. Then the last, the, the, the sixth episode was with James Rice Chanel. I ended up dropping that episode in January of 2019. Right? So I'm bringing you up to present. Right. So after a while, the show just, I was like, I can't do this on an Uber income and pay my, I just, I couldn't do it. Right. So that's when I threw caution to the wind and I was like, yo, I'm leaving. Literally. Like, I picked up, I, I packed up my shit and I left my apartment. But I thought one of my friends was going to look out for me. I was uh, like, I just know because I knew her from the Bronx. I knew her from home. Right, right. And she literally lived up the street from me where I lived at in LA. So I was like, she's going to look out for me. And I told her, I was like, yo, I think I'm about to like really leave my apartment. I need to, and I'm getting to the point. I know I'm being long winded right now, but I'm getting to the oh, point. Oh, you good. You good. You good. <laughs> so I was like, I just know she's going to look out for me. I know it. I got this. This is easy. So I told her that I needed a place to stay. She never calls me back. Right. She never pulled me back. Then I asked two more people at that after that, but they didn't know the extent that to which I was like, like what I was going through, you know? So after I got rejected two more times after that, I was like, I can't ask anybody else. So I slept in my car for 43 days. What? <laughs> yes, I did. Wait, but, so while you sleep in your car, you were still doing your show? So, okay. So when I was sleeping in the car, so this was, this was... January 25th to March like 16th, if my memory serves me correctly, like March 8th or something like that. Yeah, like March 8th. And during that time, I was just driving to stack up because I wanted to launch season two. Yeah. I wanted to do season two so bad. And I was like, I'm not asking nobody for no money because then nobody, I had a GoFundMe. You were fed up at the moment. I was fed up. I had a GoFundMe and then I was getting so much heat from people on Facebook. Oh, she on Facebook begging for money. Like it was bad. Like it was crazy. So I was like, you know what? I'm not asking anybody for any more money. I'm doing myself. So I did what I had to do, but, but I realized that had I done it the right way from since 2015, that's why I said, don't quit your, your nine to five stupidly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It the right way and to me how you do it the right way is you got to simplify your life right you got to live within your means 
you got to live underneath your means, you know? So I was paying $1,700, almost $1,800 rent at the time, driving Uber. I was like, there's no way I'm going to pay $1,800 rent and do this show independently. It's not going to happen. No. You know, and then my head didn't start thinking about sponsors because I was I was in my head thinking, I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. Not realizing you got a great product. Oh, work, yeah. on, work on perfecting and mastering your craft. <laughs> your, first, your first couple shows. Like it was, that was a wrap right there. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking that until... I had a good team, you know, I had good people around me telling me, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do, you know? So, but it was just like, yo, it was, it was hard. I had to do what I had to do because I didn't do it quote unquote the right way in the beginning, but whatever this I've learned that whatever decisions you make, it's always the right decision for you. It might, it might take you on a longer path, but you still going to end up where you need to end up. So don't think that, oh my God, this decision, I don't know if it was, no. You made the, if you make the best decisions for yourself, it's always the right decision because you're going to end up where you need to be. But this, this goes to show when we first, before we went live, it's like you never know what somebody is going through until you actually open them up and communicate with them and know and then you know they start feeling like shit, like damn, right? right. I mean, you know, and then they right. like, man, come on, what's up? I didn't know you was like, you know, what I'm saying it's just like the difference, but it's like it's it's good at the same time that you did go through that, right? Because it, it made you a better woman today too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what you it did? So I don't I don't regret any of the decisions that I made. It definitely definitely made me the person that I am sitting in front of you right now, especially that period where I was sleeping in my car. And I didn't, I must've told five people. And the only reason why I told five people was because just in case something happened to me, they knew that I was sleeping in the parking lot at Burbank Planet Fitness. So they knew that. That's the only reason why I told. But other than that, my mother still don't really know. Man, she knew that I left my house, but she thought I was staying with somebody. Like she still don't, she still don't really know. Man, so what you telling people that you sleep in the parking lot? They they ain't invite you over. That's that's another thing. <laughs> that's what right. I mean. Like I'm sitting here telling you, hey, I'm over here at Planet Fitness, and mm-hmm. I'm here in my car. I mean, will they just be like, okay? Yup. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. And of the five people that I told, three of them were in LA and two of them were in New York. And the two of them, it's crazy. The two people that were in New York, they wanted me to come back to New York. Come stay with me. Because I could just go home. That was another thing too. Like you already had something going on there, and that's what you really wanted to do. That was your passion. Like you already making things happen. Right. And I didn't want anybody to talk me out of it either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like common sense, man, just just wire me some money over something, you know? <laughs> I got you. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Girl, but you, and you know what, too? At that point, it wasn't even about money because I was driving Uber. I didn't have a roof over my head. I didn't have to pay no rent. So that's true. That's true. I didn't really want for money. Like, I will say this, like, it dawned on me later that 
And I brought it to their attention. Well, two of them, two of them, two of their attention. Like I was mad at you because you didn't even offer me your couch. Right. You didn't even offer me your couch, but I, but you you know you know what it is. You live and you learn, and you know who your real friends are. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you definitely. know, especially in times are. like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just gotta embrace those moments. But it's like you know what's so crazy? Some people think you'll forget too because you don't talk about it all the time. But it's like you already reached that point. You put my mindset there. I move forward already. And with me moving forward, it's going to bring me more blessings. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Those 43 days, somebody told me I should write a book called 43 days. But because I talk about it now, really now, a whole almost two years later. But like that, those 43 days really taught me that no matter what, I'm going to be okay and I can get through anything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially being in the situations like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's crazy too? There were so many people in the Bur in the Burbank Planet Fitness parking lot doing the same thing. What? There were so many people sleeping in their cars. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Yeah. That's yeah. deep. So so like after that, when did you feel like you just went into a smooth pace in your life where you felt comfortable and satisfied in your career? When them sponsorship checks start rolling in, girl. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. No, but that but that was only a result of me being like I didn't have a life. Contrary to what people be thinking, they be like, and my cousins, they be telling me all the time, you look like you always at, at a party or you always at an event or you always doing this. What? No. No, I literally, because after I did that whole 43 days, <laughs> say it like a jail sentence, after the 43 days, I ended up renting a room because I, like I said, I was trying to simplify my life. You know what I mean? And I was literally locked in that room on my computer. It was me and the, the team that I had at the time. All we were doing was, when I tell you the work that we put in, Man. the work that we put in, and it is just... And it didn't happen right away because oh. I'm like, big shout out to Niche Import Co. They're, they're my biggest sponsor. Like, I love them to death. They yeah. provide the bubbly on the show. They provide the Mozart chocolate liqueur on quarantine and mimosas. Like, it didn't happen right away. They didn't jump. They didn't answer our inquiry until, like, maybe four months after I had hit them up. Wow. But, yeah, it wasn't until. Hey, they can <laughs> we have the most amazing relationship because me and them we're like a like a match made in heaven for real, mm -hmm. for real. you know a lot of things is about god's time and sometimes we don't understand it at that moment Girl. and you just be like why it's like you just <laughs> go crazy but it's like you know how we always we said like that outcome is like something serious yeah something yeah. serious and it's to a point it just make you just be chill and just watch everything just prosper in our lives yeah 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 like, for sure i really i really think you should do something that have to do with 43 days maybe i might have to because when i tell you i got stuff in my phone that will just literally blow your mind like just 
First of all, I went through a huge spiritual awakening during this whole thing. Like right before this whole thing happened, right before Petty's Mimosa started, I like, I always tell people that 2017 was the best and worst year of my life, but it was so chaotic. It was so chaotic and I didn't know, I was questioning my my uh, my belief in God. I was questioning my life. Not that I, I wasn't suicidal or nothing like that, but I was just questioning a lot. Yeah, because you, you were questionable with yourself at that moment because you ain't had no understanding why you in this predicament. How did right. you get here? Even though you know how, it's still confusing because you will think about all the good that you've done. Right, right, right. It was a lot, man. Like I, I started to like see like a lot of numbers and synchronicity and didn't really, couldn't really understand it. But then... This is a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. So I ain't even going to like touch on it. But I am writing a book though. It's called 808. And it's about my spiritual awakening during this whole ordeal and numbers and synchronicity. And not just seeing the numbers, but like the crazy things that would come out of it. And and the messages and like the universe and God and all that like crazy stuff that people will probably think I'm like, this girl's weird. I'm signing off. Like, or I want to hear more. You know? <laughs> they weird shit. <laughs> That's why you got time for that. Yo. You know, sometimes, like, your weirdness, it, it fits you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but it's going to fit somebody. But it's like, if you think I'm weird, what you think you is? <laughs> Not even thinking. <laughs> right. That part. That part. It's like I've I've been through some things. This is this is my weirdness way of making a way for myself. Right. And you know what's crazy? That's part of the reason why I have never like I have this unwavering thing in me that no matter what I go, what I go through, I'm never going to stop because I know that it's just a there's just a certain period. Nothing lasts forever. There's no. always you know, sunshine after the rain. There's always the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, those little sayings or whatever. Yeah. But I'm constantly reminded every single day, like every day, every day through numbers and signs that, Shan, you're good. You are divinely protected. Everything that you're praying for, you're working for is coming. You deserve it. You, you, you're good. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's where you at. Yeah. So, so, when did you feel like you got in a part in your life where you just fully loved yourself? You just like, look, it's just all about me. It's me loving myself. I feel good. Girl, them forty three days. Them, See, let, let me tell you. I think I'm telling you them forty three <laughs> days. Maybe. <laughs> let me tell you those forty three days. I think I cried for forty days. I probably didn't cry three days, but like I cried <laughs> so much. There was so much sadness. There was so much empowerment. There was just so much. It was just a lot going on. But those 43 days just made me feel so powerful at the end. And it just made me know that, yo, you are a powerhouse. You can achieve every single thing that I speak. One of my really good homegirls is on here. I saw her name, Janice. Her oh name God. is The Sweet 19. Yeah, she's on here. Um, 
she will tell you like every single thing that I speak comes to fruition very quickly. I don't have to make a dream board no more. No. I don't have to even, I still write things down, but I have become like, what's her name? What's, what's the old girl that, that, uh, B Simone, she wrote okay. the book and they said she play, plagiarized it. Man, listen, I could have wrote that book about how to manifest whatever, whatever. Manifest queen. That's what she called herself, I think. Okay. But like, I don't even have to do those things anymore because I know exactly what needs to be done to get exactly what, what you want. You know, me you and God. Master, you mastered yourself. For sure. Mm -hmm. But those 43 days just like taught me so much so much even in the past i'll tell you this little quick story even in the past like couple of days i've been seeing the numbers 555 everywhere like everywhere and i opened up youtube and i said god please whatever me messages that you want me to know like lead me to whatever you want me to to know right. the first video that i watched the man actually it was the second because the first video that i clicked on it said that, and I didn't realize that I had already watched it two years ago because the video was two oh, years and old. Leave off right where you were at. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's how I was like, oh, I listened to this already. But the second video, the guy that was narrating the video, he said, when you see 555, it's a number of change. And it's a number that is, is telling you that you, he's like, say this out loud or write it in the comments. I accept this new position of power. Like I accept this new position of power and a lot of changes have been happening in my life over the past. Like, yes, this year alone is a big year of change for everybody, oh, yeah. you know, but the past couple of like months have been a little, you know, so just like, just to, just to hear that and know that, something better, a better change and stuff like that is coming in to remind me of my power is just amazing. So yes. that's how I found my, my my beauty and my, what was the word that you used? <laughs> my, what was the word that you, you used a specific word. I, I'm, I'm, I forget it, but that's how I found my power, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so right, right now, as far as the entertainment hit, um, are you going to keep doing phase and mimosas right oh, now or, you, or is girl. it just a great season right now? Yes. So I, if I was God, <laughs> season three would have been done already, you know, because okay. done as far as like going on, it would have been time for season four for next year. But the plan was for, and everything was great ready to go and all that the plan was for us to shoot season three back in march like okay. i was ready packed up ready to go to la back to la started started exactly and we're just now starting to get back into the swing of things so i am probably foreseeing january January for um season three of Petties and Mimosas, but G Petties and Mimosas just got started, girl. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be bigger than what you can even imagine. Yes, just got started. Seriously, I'm telling you, you better do something with that 43. 
I I'm just a, might have to. Listen, I'm gonna be in your DM. I'm gonna be like 43. Girl. Seriously, because it's just so inspiring. Like it really is. It's like you just you have something to share, and it it'll create people to gravitate towards you even more because you know all they see is what you do. Right. But it's nothing like somebody getting to know you because everybody think everything that we're doing is just so easy. We ain't been through nothing. Don't be hurt. We don't peep stuff before it happened. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a lot of things that transpire in our lives, but we just don't make it publicly. Right. You know, and and it's to a point like you have to put some respect on me. You feel me though? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You gonna put some respect on my name? Oh yeah, definitely. You better. Because <laughs> I want my respect for myself. For myself, right? For that person, but you you gonna respect me regardless. Right. Right. Oh, you ain't got no choice. We here, bro. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But so, and in, in, in closing, tell me, tell the women that are watching us right now, like, just give them some uplifting words because you know a lot of us find ourselves in the in a place where we just don't know what direction to go into. Mm-hmm. You being such an inspiration, I know that your words or whatever you say, it could touch a woman that is watching right now. Build off of all of the things that you, I don't know if this is going to like make sense right now, but build off of all of the things that you think are going wrong. All of the things that you think aren't going right. Remember that it is going right. Remember that every single thing that is happening to you is supposed to happen in order to build the person that you're supposed to become, the entrepreneur, the businesswoman, the mom, the whatever it is that you want to become. Know that the negative situation or the ugly situation, the chaotic situation is a blessing. And at the end of the day, you it's, it's going to be one of those things where it's like hindsight is 2020. Like if, yo, if I had to turn back and change anything, it would happen the same exact way. I would pack up and leave my apartment on January 25th, 2019 and not look back. The girl that was supposed to um, take me into her, um, into her place. She would do the same thing to me. All those friends that I thought they would do the same thing to me. Every single thing would happen exactly the same way. Exactly. Because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here sitting, talking to y'all being a word of inspiration right now. Man, you know, so oftentimes we look at the ugly situations and be like, why me? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? This is happening because this is building who you're supposed to be. So the, the the reason why it's probably super painful is because you're doing too much resisting. Just accept the change. Just accept the chaos. Accept the ugliness and know that it ain't going to last. And it's there to build who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Keep going. If you got to take a break, take a break. It's cool. Okay. You know, I used, I used to be really, really, really hard on myself Ooh, with taking a break. I'm still in. <laughs> I've been on a break now for a whole damn month 
I got a new boyfriend, and you know he's a big distraction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very big distraction, but he's a good distraction though. Oh, but yeah. that's that's my way of saying, you know, I'm just gonna take a little break. It's cool. I've been working dumb hard and doing 75% of the job dolo. You know what I mean? On that's my cool. own. It makes you a lot of people don't know when you build something from the ground up with your own funds and it makes you appreciate not only yourself but the hard work that you put into it so then when somebody come at you and say something when you feel offended by it oh i'm gonna tell you why i'm offended you don't know how hard i worked exactly, exactly. yeah and like it, it don't register to them until they experience the things that we have been through already and then they want to come back and circle around but we passed that now i don't even want you in my life <laughs> exactly exactly for yeah. sure man for sure nobody got time right <laughs> nobody got time seriously no, no. it's yeah. good that you you have you at peace now and yeah. you just you found your niche on exactly what you want to do and I am so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Yvette. I appreciate that. Seriously, because it just takes a lot. And then, you know, sometimes people be in our lives and they don't say those things to us. And that's all we want to hear. I don't want nothing from you. Just tell me something good. Yo. <laughs> Look, you did. <laughs> See, this is the reason why, like, this whole, if, 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 for me, if you, if nothing else that you said in the past 52 minutes and 42 seconds didn't register, that what you did that just now was for me because I've been struggling with a little, like, I've been waiting for this one person for a long time to just be like, you know what? You're killing it. I'm proud of you. For what? But they haven't really said it. And it kind of bugs me sometimes. So. Yeah. You, you shouldn't even let that beat you up like that because they're not supposed to say it. But, but you I'm, saying I'm, that I'm, was a reminder. Thank you. Thank I'm you. <laughs> like, I, I'm genuinely proud of you. Thank you. I feel that. It's nothing like women just, just dominating shit. Just doing what they need to do to get by. Right. And, and you, you're doing it. Thank you. You know what else I've learned so that I want to share with whoever's on here watching this? As a woman in this business, I understand why men might I understand why men might dominate like the business world and men might despite how bad they treat us, like I get it. Like one of the things that I've learned, so my cousin, he runs a uh he runs a business with his father. And I was telling him like some of the issues that I was running into with some of my team members, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said to me, he was like, yo, you gotta learn how to run this business like a man. That's yeah. what he said to me. And he was like, you need to remove your emotions from business. Yeah. And I was like, this is the reason why men may tend, and I know it's a stereotype, oh, women are more emotional, but call a spade a spade, we are. We are, we are. We are very, you know, creatures. we are. <laughs> men will make a decision, boom. Us women, we'd be like, well, she, I'm gonna speak for myself. Man. Well, she's my friend. And she, yo, that's why I'm so that's glad that you. I, my husband be on me about that. <laughs> husband, stay on her. <laughs> <laughs> he 
it's true. He's like, the, who it is? It's family or what? He just be like, that him, right? He don't care. Yes. Big shout out to one of my homies. I was actually talking about him earlier. Chris Bush. I don't know if he might be watching this or not, but he was doing, he was like, yo, get her ass out of here. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. Get her out. She's done. Done. You know, I'm telling him what's going on. Done. Done. I don't want to hear it. She's done. Get her ass out. I'm like, you be like, right. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> but I realized like, yo, men make a decision based on are you going to fuck up my money? Are you going to be a detriment to the to the growth of my business? I don't care if you're my daughter. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, they make a decision. Boom. I still love you at the end of the day. Boom. But you got to go. Yep. It is what so it is. Right when I adopted that mentality, I still love you. I'll come over for dinner, but you cannot yeah. work for me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know what's the key to that? Saying boundaries. Yes. Yes. Same but the, the thing about boundaries is that I feel like I understand it, but they don't. So. <laughs> and then when they don't understand it, get them out of here. <laughs> they just gotta go when it's cool. It's yep. cool. It's cool. We just can't do this. Yeah. It's kind of like a relationship. Like, if it don't work out, it's cool. Bye. Yeah, don't stick around. It is what it is. And I feel like that's, yo, when I adapted that mentality, that, like, whole, you know, that's when shit started to, like, run a little bit more smoothly. Oh, yeah. It runs the way you want it to run. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> and quickly, too. Oh, yeah. Because all they are roadblocks. They just going to slow you down. And we don't got a lot of time, as you can see. So guess what? You're not finna slow this train down. And we got skies orange and everything. So (laughs) (laughs) we need to to pick it up the pace. Right, right. (laughs) Yep. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed uh, the conversation with you. So did I. And you keep up the great work too, Yvette. You're doing the damn thing. Keep it up. Man, thank you. I'm telling you, it means a lot. Your platform I looks great. I do. I be so hard on myself. I be like, man, I this ain't looking right or nothing that. But my homegirl, she does all my flyers and everything. She's she's good. doing a good job, man. Thank you. Right. Thank See, you. that's a good a good team member to have, a good homegirl to have on your team. Man, listen, I'm just now <laughs> getting a like a solid team. I just need a few yeah. It takes people. time. Yeah, I just need a few more, and I just I feel like at peace. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. When you're ready, you will attract all the right people. Oh yeah, yeah. You will. I got you will. trust issues, Shannon. Huh? I got trust issues. <laughs> I feel you. You ain't the only one. You know what you gotta do though. You know my advice to you is start off small. Give them small things to do, and let them prove themselves that way so you have if you can't handle these small things you can't promote them to the next level like they, they you gotta pass kindergarten so if you pass kindergarten then i'll promote you to the first grade yeah. you know and so on and so forth yeah. so and then you just take inventory take notes and just watch but you also too gotta be open yeah yeah that's be open that's and vulnerable problem that's yeah. my problem yeah i get it 
If heavy, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I get it. If anybody gets it, baby, <laughs> trust me. All right, thank you. No, thank you, thank you, and keep up the good work. You're doing amazing. I love your platform. It looks clean. It looks great. Keep Shannon. doing the damn thing. Thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.